0: Hey everyone so um, for me it's trauma is is um a stealing it's you know having been again it's just my little point of view as a grain of sand on a vast continent of ocean right it's It's a stealing it's um a smothering and you never really show up because you're injured. It's an injury and um, it's a wound. And like anything, I think here's the the great truth of it, is no matter how bad, it can be healed. And that's something that's very difficult to believe When you're in the midst of it. Um, And. But I think. You know. As you. You know. Trudge through this thing. I mean. um, But it it is a trudge. (laughs) As you keep moving into the wound and you keep facing the layers and layers of I call it padding stories you know energetic parasites that feed off you Um, there is an infinite continent of stuff It's like if you leave a wound out, you know, for a while. All sorts of stuff is gonna happen to it. It's gonna pass, I I don't wanna go into it, but anyway. Essentially, that's it. (coughs) Trauma is your soul, injured, captured. And, you know, you becoming um, the thing that will save you in that instant. And that means, you know, procuring, creating a defense mechanism that will help you survive. And these defense mechanisms are not you at all. They're just armor. They're awkward, suffocating, bullshit armor that are ways to protect our hearts because that's the first thing that's broken is your heart and protect us from the relentless onslaught of someone's unchecked poison because if someone is in any way injuring a child it's poisonous to that child. And the journey is long, arduous difficult because (coughs) you literally, like the fairy tales and like Joseph Campbell talks about, you are really going into the dragon's cave to bring yourself out. It's a search and rescue mission of your soul. Now, unfortunately, you may have been so battered by the effects of it that you are weakened you know if there's addiction that's self-destructive you know you may be very far gone on the scale of you know having the energy to go back but I do believe that if you have if you're willing to believe that you can and that it's not you this person that's doing what it's doing is just trying to find refuge from that injury. You're finding refuge from the injury. And that's all very kind of woke, you know, oh yeah, Maria was, so what the fuck, you know, what about the people in who were just, you know, methed up, coked up and whatever. I don't, I don't know, I can't speak, I have no idea. I'm just talking about, um, if you have the slightest awareness, if you have the slightest awareness of anything, um, that's going on, then there's hope. I mean, if you're, I mean, I was drowned. I was utterly drowned. I didn't take the addiction route. because I took the um, submit and glorify route. Well, Let's make this work. I've got to make, I don't matter, this doesn't matter. Somewhere I just blacked out. So I suppose in addiction, that's what you're doing, you're blacking out, right? But I blacked out, but mine didn't involve, you know, sticking needles in my arm, which could have easily have happened, no doubt. What I'm saying is that you have within you, we all have within us, the ability, and again, it's only if you're not completely you know, gone, I mean, I'm not, you know, um, to find a, a, a something, a scratch, a scratch of possibility, even if you don't know where you're going even if you have no idea what's gonna show up. And I say this because I was truly, again, completely blacked out. What was functioning, I have no idea. It was something that grew around the wound, that drunk the Kool-Aid, glorified the person, felt bad for him, God knows, somehow, made him into a victim. In other words, I rebranded the whole story. None of it was real. None of it. And to that end, I would have to completely and utterly disappear, which I did. And I would have to, you know, have no emotions, which I, they were turned off completely. (coughs) And I would be his mercenary. I would be an ex. I, I volunteered to be a container for his poison. It was a play dead position. It was a. like in the jungle, you know? Or under the ocean, the octopus, they just turn into the stone. I just turned into the seaweed as camouflage. But by so doing, basically went to sleep. You know, my little girl buggered off. <coughs> I went into a coma somewhere and this this thing showed up that, you know, volunteered to be the soldier for this sort of crazy general. His wife was also another soldier, but of course it was all done again by tyranny and terror and pity. It was a combination of I'm a victim and then I'm going to scream and yell at you and hurt you. It was a very bizarre situation. So um, this capture is, is, is big if you've been injured or traumatized by somebody else's unprocessed trauma. It can be cognitive or not cognitive. Uh, this man was definitely aware of what he was doing the person that hurt you might not have been might have been, I don't know, it doesn't really matter but if you've been trapped in that furnace and you've been cooked in that poison um, then you know, you can leave you have to go bring yourself back. You have to go on a search and rescue mission and go face the thing that stole you. And it's not necessarily happening in person, it's happening in these interior voyages, you know, on these long odysseys within, wherein you have to go and see the truth. And, you know, you can say, oh, I know the truth. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't. And the ayahuasca and egos, by the way, and defense mechanisms are extraordinarily very smart and will convince you that there's nothing wrong and that you're perfectly fine and it's okay that you feel anxious or you want to go do drugs or it's all good. So there are many battles that you're fighting. You're fighting your defense mechanisms, you're fighting the disciple of that trauma, and you're fighting the perpetrator of the trauma. These are, that's a lot to tear down. Which is why it would be impossible for me to do it, you know, by myself. And why plant medicines were (coughs) my allies and guides to go and get myself back. What you're getting back is you. What the trauma owns is you. How it owns it is through fear. Well, we say, well, what? how can I be fearful? I'm 20, I'm 30, 40. No, because it's not the you that's scared now. It's the you that was three and four that was, you know, petrified in place. Frozen by fear in that time. That's what's emanating from you. It's not your fear today. It's not your fear because of what your friend said to you or how you got dumped or whatever is, it doesn't matter. It's nothing. It's all issuing from one moment in your little munchkin's childhood where something terrible and overwhelming happened where he or she was unable to respond and where she or he had no safety and um, it was overwhelming. And it got trapped, it got caught, it got frozen. Again, there is a child cannot possibly see the parent as darkness or the perpetrator. The parent is there to be the protector. So when the parent turns out to have the poison and is shooting the poison darts at you, then that's extraordinarily difficult and confusing for a child to understand. And it can't possibly believe that the person that's shooting the poison darts is its parent. So it is a capture at that moment. And then you may just freeze that moment and carry on. And that then becomes a massive blockage in your system. It's a wound that just passes and it's never fixed. It's never... And then it leaks into your system. You know, who knows, people get sick, they get cancer, they get all sorts of things. Because it's an energetic injury. Like, you know, gangrene. You can't keep padding gangrene and thinking your leg won't fall off. It will, at some point, right? You can't live separate to yourself. You cannot live unaligned. Or you can, but badly crippled you know anxious drugged up whatever yeah you can if you call that a life right so you know when you do ayahuasca the first time they call it the operation it's just the beginning it's just locating the wound and then you know the cleansing begins the energetic cleansing begins And mine was so deeply buried in this energetic field and smothered, I mean, smothered with energetic entities of darkness and things feeding off it. And it was a massive, festering wound, which I could not face. And I'd forgotten, blacked out, around which was tons of fear, which didn't allow me to see it and then which I had padded with all sorts of identities and personalities that <clears throat> or just the one the one falsehood, right and agreements with it to um, go out and do its bidding so you are cooked in with them you are threaded in with them. You are, <coughs> even if you're aware of the wound. Um. You're 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 baked in. And I always thought about it like you know it was like somebody had taken, you know, the main switch off. Like I could never understand. It's like somebody took the main switch off, and I, I you know, it's like it just shuts down. You know, it's like the you know the the parachute will always just come back down to the ground. And I had no ownership. I was completely and utterly owned by this person's toxicity, his own unresolved trauma, and that's what happens. You get <clears throat> you get airlifted basically by somebody else's trauma. You literally get. It's like you're just walking along and then somebody just comes and just takes you up and airlifts you up. It's like being beamed up to an alien spaceship. And in that place, you know, you're forced to surrender and submit. And eventually you do. And and then you forget who you are, because you never really showed up, and you're completely entangled in the person that traumatized you, so you're threaded into them, and you're, you know, you live inside their cocktail of toxicity. And even when they're dead, you're it, you're walking around, you know, being them. <coughs> I remember in one of the ceremonies, which was insane, because I had no idea what had happened, before, in Peru, before I went in, I was like, listen to my dad, like, you've got to go. Like, he was dead already. But it was almost like his whole spirit was inside of me. Again, I, I didn't understand any of this at the time. But it naturally was something I said before I went to ceremony, like, you need to go. Like, you should have, you know, you're dead. You need to go to the other side. You're still hanging around, so to speak. Well, what I didn't understand that he was, but it wasn't because he was dead. It was because he had, you know, his energetic injury (coughs) had replicated it in itself and me as a sort of Petri dish, right? So I had it living inside of me, and I was performing its will and doing its acts and living its life. So it was... It was a capture, and it was, you know, functioning as a breathing virus within me. It literally is, you know. It's like, and again, it's not that woo-woo or whoa. If you look at, you know, viruses, that's what they do. They come in, they pretend that they're you, and then they replicate themselves and eat you up. Pretty much the same thing. Somebody said that we had like eight billion viruses around us. I don't know. Anyway. You can't see any of it, right? I can't see it. I look under the microscope, yeah, same thing with this stuff. You can't see these energies. Open it up in ayahuasca, you're going to see it. You're going to see all the stuff that's going on. And ayahuasca is, um, is incredible because, you know, if you're a fortress with defense mechanisms, I always have said this before, but I think it's very funny, you know. She drugs all the the sentry, you know, all the people who are guarding the fortress. So she creeps in and you can go see what happened because you have tons of, I mean, I had God knows how many millions of parasites, you know, feeding off my fear and sentrymen and guards and dungeon keepers and everybody that was ensuring I didn't leave, I didn't see. And by the time you've padded the wound after many, many years, you know, you can't even see it. You can't hear it. You can't, didn't even know it happened. You're like, you're asleep. You're in a coma. (coughs) So you have to go in and um, yeah, release yourself from the bondage. And it's very powerful. It's very difficult. Um, it's the tiny child that's it's it's frozen it's not you it's your child he, and and um. you know the great thing about this medicine is it allows you it gives you the kind of the strength and the love and the courage to go in I mean only with her unbelievable love was I able to sit through all this crazy I mean it was Yeah, crazy. It's been crazy. You know, if you're sitting on a cushion in your apartment in the Upper East Side and, you know, these spirits are coming through you and you're transforming and you're, you know, it's, yeah. It needs to be incredible love and and commitment and surrender to this incredible medicine Um, to not call 911, right? I mean, you don't, I don't know what this process is. I have no idea, Right. So the surrender is to processes that we do not understand. Nature has its own. I don't know how black holes are made. I have no idea. Or how she makes, you know, um, what are they called? Seahorses, you know? I don't know how this incredible universe does any of that. Or silver dollars in the bottom of the ocean, or volcanoes, or human beings. I no idea. Grass, I have no fucking idea. But. This thing is doing it day after day. So you kind of got to get out of the ape mode, which is the limited version of who we are. And, you know, surrender to a realm which you don't understand. And which will do all sorts of things that will be like, oh my God, there are voices coming through me, or there are, right? It's, it's not of this realm. And it... You know, shake will will shake you to the core because our limitations are, you know, limited. So you will have to surrender to, you know, to a cleansing that is not what you would expect. Let's put it that way. But I think once you've done ayahuasca the first time, or and you actually surrender the first time, and it shakes you up, you you know, it's. It's a slow surrender, right? So you need this if you want to clean. I mean, you need the universe to show up. (laughs) And, you know, give you its power to shake this stuff. Because this stuff is very powerful. You know, if you've been, you know, traumatized or if you've been, Attacked by dark energies or black, whatever they do to you, right? You're not going to do this, you know, (laughs) sitting in a Starbucks, right? This is not, this is not somebody in a funny robe on YouTube going, oh, you have to release your energies. No, 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 no. You're going to have to, yeah, delve deeper, release to something bigger. And plant medicines, and people do all sorts of things. They bogo, I mean, there are all sorts of things. This just happens to be the one that helped me. But there are so many other, there's tons of things out there that people do that allow them to enter this other dimension. So, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to be a kid, you know. He had no, you know, that's really my release has been, you know, just... I just want to be a kid i just want my child- I want my child back i want you know and this person just you know was carrying a nuclear warhead of trauma and poison, and there was no way any of us were gonna um blossom. This was a torpedo that was coming very powerfully, (coughs) and with no moral comp nothing, it was just like, it was like a a growling kind of, you know, it's like a Disney character, a monster that just ate everything up on its way. It just was gonna eat up everything on its way because it was so injured. It had, it has a singular point of view. You know, it didn't see anything around itself. It just—it's like a crazy person who's injured, right? Who's—they're the most dangerous. Right? They've got nothing to lose. <coughs> so, the injury of the person that injured you is what you're carrying. Right? Their injury has provoked. The act upon you. And so when I think about it, I thought, well, I would just be quite happy growing up in a little village in Spain and, you know, bleating goats and sheep and, you know, pretty place. And this human being, um, was intent and this so the trauma so if you you know at some point once you're you've you've allowed your, you know you've you've cut down this huge forest and gone through this thing is begin you begin to understand how this thing happened right, and you know the person that traumatized you had his own massive or her trauma which then you have you know inhaled or you've been smothered by or drowned in and The ferocious and fierceness of, you know, ferocity and fierceness of this energy that was eating everything that came in its way, right? It was just, I keep thinking of (coughs) that Vietnam, very famous picture of that girl running down the road on fire. And that's what he was like, it was just like, his trauma was so massive that it, Turned into this calculating need to become someone at all costs, at the cost of even selling his own child to be sexually abused. So it teaches, I mean, there are teachings in these traumas, you know, there are teachings. First of all, somebody said to me, well, you know, what about forgiveness? You know, this, this is crazy. You cannot, there's a great story of these m- Thai monks, you know, these women. you have been sitting forever, you know, meditating, meditating, and yet they suffer from these horrific, you know, diseases in the, of, you know, the bladder and, and the ovaries. Meditation, it, this stuff is not about disappearing, right? You don't heal. Disappearing is already the disease. My disease was I disappeared. My disease was I got caught and that I disappeared. So sitting there and chanting or something and, you know, trying to reach higher realms is not the healing. Hopefully, the higher realms gets you into the seeing, right? This is not about disappearing into clouds. This is about burrowing into the earth. This is about burrowing into your blockages. This is about, you know, the ayahuasca throwing open, you know, putting a Shea Stadium light on everything that you've refused. There's nothing, you know, spiritual about this as far as, oh, I'm just gonna like wear a robe and go into a cave and become one with the universe or something. No. There's no becoming anything if you're blocked there's no becoming anything if you have a continent of shit that's in the dark that you're carrying around. And there's certainly not becoming more than anything if you're sitting with a massive festering wound that you have no access to and that you're, you know sticking in needles into you to disappear from. There is this is not about disappearing. This is why this is not a drug. Ayahuasca is a medicine, you know. And there's no disappearing. You may have disappeared in life. You may have disappeared on LSD or disappeared on in heroin, but this is not a drug. This will blow you open. This is a dynamite. This is and, you know, the drug that puts all your sentinels to sleep who are surrounding your fortress. This is your the defense mechanism that's been, you know, it'll carpet bomb your defense mechanism and, you know, shine a massive light on the trauma. So if you're thinking about, oh, I just want to like, yeah, you know, get high, and this is not a chill pill in any, you do not want to do this, (laughs) I'm just saying, just saying. If you're thinking about, oh, I'll just find another way to disappear. You may go into therapy and, you know, they're very nice and they have all the certificates and again, no shade on them and sit there and they're cuddly and nice and you know you can talk, you know repeat the same trauma over and over again and they'll just pat you on the back and you'll say it and yes and listen and no this is not that there are no comfortable places here (laughs) there is not one comfortable place this is A cleansing that will fucking blow you out of the water over and over and over. And she will dynamite every piece of you until you are cleansed of whatever it is that's going on. And <coughs> again, you, you know, your egos will know it all and you think you've covered all the bases, and you kind of know, you know what happened. You have, you have no idea <laughs> until you, when you do ayahuasca, you have no fucking idea who you are. Because you carry every single memory of your life in your energetic field. And if you are blocked by feelings or events, and this is nature, right? If if the river and the stream isn't cleaning up, it's like things get mushed up and they, they they get poisonous, right? Nature can't you know, abhors you know, these little areas of rank toxicity. It will leak into your system if you do not fix it. oh, I suddenly I'm sick. You know, why? Oh, okay. No matter how great you feel or look or whatever, it doesn't matter. I thought I was on top of the world. I didn't believe I had this massive festering wound that had to do with being sent out to be sexually abused, but it had to do with massive layers of terror that, like, they just were strewn across my system. I was... Pickled in terror. You have to undo it. And <coughs> and slay the dragon. And it will roar. When you face these defense mechanisms and the thing that did it, you know, the little child that's being held in place. That parent has now become a roaring monster. You're still the four-year-old, but that, the parent that's done that to you has now become, you know, an unscalable wall. <coughs> My mother was this huge, massive statue that was like that, that first statue in that first art slide we had when I was in college of this kind of like totemic, primitive thing that just, you know, towered above me. It was another wall that I could not scale. They were both part of this dungeon or <coughs> oh, this prison. And I was stuck there as a three and four year old, unable to move past these, these energies, these people. They were unscalable walls. I saw them as unscalable walls. That's how deeply um, soldered, I was inside their energetic fields. So again, we can talk about you know what I felt and what I, as I said, you know, <clears throat> if I describe an orange, it's one thing. If I actually eat an orange, it's another thing, right? I can talk about well, you know, they sent me out to be abused and it was bad and yeah, that I can describe it. But when you relive it, oh God. Yeah. There's no... That's the healing. If you're emotionally present to something that happened to you. Right? It's the same thing. It's like, I can describe the orange. Yeah, you might get an inkling. But if you actually eat it, how do you describe that? You don't. It's a different... It's a different place in your system. It's it's the actual experience. It's the same thing as a child, when something bad happens to you as a child. It's an emotional thing. It's it's it has all sorts of variations and color, everything. But it's it's an actual experience. I can describe it. It will never be the same, right? So you know, you can go back and release yourself from its clutches and it's a battle you will wrestle for your life you will wrestle it to take yourself out of it because you've built a bond with it even though it's awful A child still wants to bond with it. That's all it's known. And it will make up all sorts of excuses to not let it go, even though it's horrific. And there are huge learnings. And one of them is, you know, what we do when there's no love, what we're capable of doing when we've been injured. We kill ourselves, we destruct, we kill other people, we take children out to be sexually abused. I mean, it's it's insane. The things we do when there's no love, the things our body are capable of doing, I think that's really the massive learning. The price we pay for no love. The lives we lose when there's there's no living if you're in trauma. You're not living. You're not here. You're in a war zone. You're in constant threat. I used to run a company and they said to me, Why did you it's a Chinese company? And they were really pissed off because they would say, you know, why isn't everybody, you know, looking down at their desks and doing and being terrified to work I said because people don't work from fear right I don't produce if I'm terrified not really right I was terrified my whole life I didn't produce anything just produced a lot of terror and a lot of shrinking and I didn't even fulfill the purpose of the perpetrator I never became anything that was a whole goal I never produced anything I mean I yes I did but I never you know I never climbed the him I never got to this up with the Himalayas I kind of lingered at base camp that was it Yeah, basically. And I was cold anyway. I didn't want to be there. Right? So it was all just BS. You can't control anyone. You know, freedom is to let people be who they are. Yeah. They love you, you know, if you see them. People only want to be around you if you let them be who they are. You give them the space to let them, you know, gallop in their own, you know, backyard. There is no owning anything. We only do damage. if I have to make you into me, it's ridiculous. The universe is a unique entity, everything is unique, it has its own, right? But our traumas and our own, you know, cocktail of poisons do a lot of damage. I was in a ceremony where I was literally weeping for all the damage I had done, which I had no idea, by submitting If you submit to trauma, not only are you damaging yourself, you're damaging other people. Your falsehood, right? I was a falsehood. I was a, you know, a bad Frankensteinian version of what he wanted me to be. That didn't do any good. It was empty. It was vacant. It was just full of somebody's poisonous trauma. You can't be made. You know, our motivation is everything. It has an authenticity to it, right? It's It stems, it issues from something that's true. You know, it's because you're not enough, right? If it's otherwise. Or you have to prove something. Or I have to prove that I'm something. or you know. I mean, one thing is to want to go do something because it's true to you. And another thing is I'm doing it because I don't feel I'm enough and therefore I have to prove something. It's very different. It's a very different motivation. So there's always a huge learning curve. In all of this, and um I mean it's been a lot of learning um, and it's interesting how the universe takes everybody's exactly where they need to be by the way, there's no whatever it's just the way. You know, where you are, you may, like I said, I, may, I want, may want to be in the south of France, but the universe is like, you know, I'm sorry, you're not going to the south of France right now. You know, um, <coughs> I remember when I came back from Peru the last time when I did ayahuasca, and it was like, okay, um, and the phone just stopped ringing, and I was getting no work, and it was just like, oh my God, this is over. Um, and I was literally quarantined. Um So I would face all of this. I I didn't want to face it. You won't want to face it. If it's severe, you know, whatever. You don't want it, because, you know, I spent my whole life, you know, making everything into a a, a bubble bath, (laughs) you know, trying to make hell into a bubble bath. I didn't want it to be what it truly was. And I must really suspect that somewhere deep down I really, I knew. But I just, it was just, I would padded everything up so I had no access. I couldn't hear it or see it. So I had to be taken into the basement. Actually, the basement would have been nice. No, I was taken into the, the realms of hell and forced to really experience what happened? Who this person was? How much damage I'd caused because I'd agreed to all of this. The amount of suffering was, has been insane. Um, personal suffering through all of this has been awful. <coughs> and what we do in the name of trauma, our trauma, and the trauma of other people. And... You know, uh, at the end of it, it was just no love, really. That was really the truth. This man had not, his mother had died, whatever, on arrival. God knows what he'd been through. You know, if you don't have this place of love. And <coughs> here's the deal. The... um. The belief was, well, you know, if you make enough money and if you become someone and if you, you know, reach the heights of fame or that somehow, you know, that will all make it all right. That will make up for the massive vacuum of love. Right? It doesn't. It can't. That's what he was aiming for, like if I just become someone. I'll even sell my daughter in the name of that. I mean, it's horrendous. Just to become someone so I can alleviate this huge lack that lives within me. What I'll do to just fill that empty hole. If we all just have money and fame and identity and we look the part and It's just like, what the fuck? None of it. (coughs) But none of it. None of it. Will. Fill that hole. Doesn't matter how good you look, how much money you make. I'm not talking about just survival. I mean, yeah, you want to survive, of course, you want to have a roof over your head, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the these massive disconnected desires to, sh- you know, to be someone, to be someone, right? So that other people can go, oh, look, you know, look at that, look at them. They've arrived. They don't have these issues. They don't have this they don't have all this anxiety they you know they have everything they they've made it there's somehow there's a conclusion you don't realize that well, I didn't realize that great money's great it's not coming all the time it doesn't last forever you know today you could have it tomorrow you don't you don't you never know it's not it's important but it's not it can't feel massive trauma that's for sure can't fix it no amount of money in the world would have fixed this festering wound. None. It would have just been more distraction. So <coughs> my lesson was you're not going anywhere until you go through all of you know, you go into all of this. And of course, you know, you have to agree. I mean, I could say, well, I don't really want to. I'm just going to go off and chase my tail some more. But I knew at the end that there was no, I suppose I knew there was nowhere else to go. I'd had money, didn't work, you know. I'd, you know, become someone, whatever that fuck that means, you know, I'd had work or, you know, I didn't work, none of it had any <coughs> long lasting effects. It all just fell flat on its face, you know. I thought marriage would do it again, another complete and utter mistake. But again, it was all this chasing, of, you know, after and being unconscious and being in a coma and, you know, being um, traumatized. Simply that. And of being trapped in somebody else's poison early on. And we don't want to question and doubt and challenge. And that's all too scary, you know, when you're little. And if it's deep trauma, you know, like it you know, it it just It infects it's an infection. It's like it, it just it it just eats up all of you. Right? So. In the end, you know, their trauma is usually no love. Their trauma is, you know, some lack. And the truth is that if you pour your trauma on me, that doesn't, I don't, You may want me to fix it or to be, you know, think that I'm included in it, therefore you get to feel better, but no one gets to feel better because eventually everyone will collapse under the weight of the trauma, right? I can't fix your trauma because I've been captured to do it, therefore I've been annihilated, right? It's not true or authentic to me. It's everybody's responsibility to Fix their own trauma. It's their response. Each person has their own responsibility to fix. And if you don't, you just go spew your infection on somebody else. If you don't. Which is if you see the world as it is today, it's like, oh, my God, right? So one person spewing their trauma on somebody else. Or capturing other people in their traumas. I think we can look now to this country and see what's going on. This guy, it's just, he's massive trauma. <coughs> Not that difficult to see. So again, there is um, enormous hope that What to a child is a terrifying place, if you're frozen and you've been injured, can actually be uh, revisited and healed, and you can be extricated from that wound, (coughs) all right? I've talked about it like, you know, when you get folded in, you know, the egg gets folded into the flour and then gets baked in the cake, um, and therefore you're baked in, you can't see any of it, this great plant medicine can extricate you from that, the whole cooking. It can uncook you and heal you. And you will feel all the feelings that you hadn't felt I certainly couldn't handle the anger and the rage and everything that came with this trauma. But I did, eventually. And, you know, you may hate and rage at the situation if you're reliving it. And rightly so, for God's sake, right? You, you Those are the things that are keeping you from living is not allowing yourself to feel the truth of what you truly feel. And again, you know... The threat to me was if you feel that, you'll be overwhelmed and you'll die. It's just too overwhelming. I can't possibly feel these feelings of rage or terror or hate or whatever. And so the ayahuasca is an ally in allowing you to feel that. And, And in the end, it all dissipates. You don't end up... The fact that you can actually feel everything means that you can release it which means that the wound is you know is heal- it begins to heal and <coughs> you don't end up with bitterness or resentment you end up with understanding in comprehension and liberty right you may rage i rage for about 2 or 3 years you know, um, <clears throat> And there will be incidents where it will come up, and it's only because the ayahuasca is probing me to release more of him, right? So your child, my child, um, felt, even though I was being abused, felt bad for him. I mean, it's insane to think. And, but for me to be released out of the clutches of that toxicity and, and him. I need to fully disengage the feelings so that I can, you know, get out, right? And so sometimes, you know, I'll be shown things that will just, you know, the rage will come out and then it comes out, the energy comes out, right? It's hiding in your system if it was done early on and surreptitiously. and. You will allow all the feelings to come out. There's no woo-woo. There's no funny outfits and robes and I'm in some other fucking universe. You're in the universe that you're actually in. And yes, you may... What you're doing is feeling the truth of your feelings, which you never let yourself feel because it was too scary because they were your parents. But in the end... (coughs) you don't end up with bitterness the feeling is more of disappointment disappointment understanding and lessons and the genius of the universe the absolute genius of the universe and the existence of darkness and its power and You know, what happens when there's no love? And the loss of love. And the realization that no money in the world, doesn't matter how many yachts and penthouses you own, that it can't resolve this. And that it is. A journey of real love actually. It's a real it's a journey of love because you have to take you know, take up arms for yourself and have the courage to go in and and face it all and be terrified and, and love yourself. It's an act of love towards yourself. To free yourself from the clutches of something that has stolen you. it's the courage to feel the feelings you've never wanted to feel and you won't be overwhelmed by the way Um, and it's a freedom it's a repossession of who you are it's in that seeing what happened you, you know wrench yourself out of that of the clutches of that darkness, and whilst you're seeing it, it might be awful and horrific and it might, um, is it the, the feeling is awful, and you will also, I mean, I raged against all my siblings and everything else because um, that's just part of the process, right? Well, they didn't know either. I mean, they were, they all had their different responses to that condition. Um, There's also the recognition that you can't change it, right? There's no fixing anyone, there's no returning to it and making it whole. You can be whole, you can be made whole. And by that action alone, kind of the energy around you changes. But I yeah, I can't go back and convince you know what I mean I can't go back and sew all of this back together. Right? You can't I think that was the desire of my little child was let's just make all this work. You can't you know, I can't you can't transform the darkness of somebody else. I certainly can't anyway but I can wrench myself from that darkness and thereby become whole myself. And I think once you become whole, there's ownership and so therefore the world is no longer a threat, right? You have yourself back. There's something you can trust. There's someone here now. There's a truth, there's an authenticity. (coughs) And even the people around you, they no longer can exert that power over you, that's really it, right? So something only really matters if it's in your attention span, right? So if I'm fixated on something, it's because, you know, it has has a space inside my energetic field. It's taking up space. And that's the thing about these wounds. They need to be fixed because they're taking up space in your energetic space they're taking up space in your consciousness. So I may be online for about ten percent of me and the rest of me is being taken up by this wound. And I that's another it's a very just healthy, selfish reason. Like I do not want something I don't even know about taking up ninety percent of my space. I don't want it to be eating away the you know, my battery of the of energy. Right? We only have a limited amount of energy, right? So also I can't flow or live in this moment if I've got this kind of dump truck of shit sitting inside my lot, right? It's taking up space. It takes up space just from a practical point of view, it takes up space in your energetic field. So you know, you need it it needs to be released so it gets out of your you know, your garden. So you have more space to like play in. It's eating up your, it's like a psychic vampire eats up your space. And it, it it's incredible how it affects how your energetic field as it shifts and as you cleanse affects other people. And, you know, the people around you will change. You know, my own mother I had spoken to who was completely, again, checked out. Is, is now very um, feeling emotional, She's, she's the stuff that's coming to the fore for her, and I don't know how that happens, but, you know, people begin to wake up without you, right? Um, but you have to be the crusader for yourself. And it's not pretty, like birth and death, it's messy, this is all very messy. You know, I don't think you can like, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's. This is a very all over the place, messy, ugly, because poison is messy, trauma is messy and ugly. It does ugly things. It doesn't do pretty things. So you have to face ugly things. And if you spent as many, as long as I have trying to avoid ugly things, it's, you know, pain in the neck. I don't want to see ugly things, you know overwhelming things. I don't want to see devils and demons and entities, but you know transform into animals and snakes and slithery things and creepy crawlies and But that's how the darkness is made up. yeah, it's made up of all this stuff. pits under the ground and it's hidden. It gets kind of nasty. You know, and I didn't want to upend it or upend them or i need I wanted to keep it nicely and neatly packed, and you know with a nice bow on top <laughs> okay. yes, uh, you know in trauma, I was an orphan, there was no one there. I was alone. Um, but I suspect that there are, you know, even when we think we're alone, there are always energies and things around us. And I had one moment in my life. The universe sends you gifts, right? Where I had this beautiful young boy who was madly in love with, totally platonic, but just enormous, immense love. He was definitely a savior. He was sent by the light, right? So the universe sends its sort of flares right? and guides, but you still have to do this rocky journey and you have to surrender to the unknown. You have to undergo stuff that, again, in this limited universe would seem insane. And I suppose it's a learning about love, really. That's my journey has been about learning about love, having been cooked in a loveless place. And coming full circle. Right? And um, it's not as, I always thought it was like, if I just sit in a cave in India. No, it's not that's the premium package (laughs) you know this is like the yeah i'm a celebrity get me out of (laughs) here. this is the uh fire and brimstone this is like you want to know okay you want to heal anyway i'm forever grateful to this incredible medicine. I'm sure there's a lot more to go, a lot more to I think to be revealed. Um, incredibly grateful. If you are lost, if you are disconnected from yourself, um, suffering, I think, or at your wits end, you know, what, what else can I do? Um, there are, you have to trust that there are, there are things like this incredible medicine of ayahuasca, I don't know, there's tons of other things at Boga, I mean, it's just, you can research them, they're everywhere. Um, but know that it's not the end that we have to stop trusting other apes about what other apes know because it's limited and to exercise the power to go deeper right to not you know take our power back by entering you know other dimensions and not being on this kind of white man's crazy horse of like only white man knows. Right? I mean, the Spanish Inquisition and the Spaniards, you know, scorched the Amazon and the tribes and all these people who had, as we know, tons and tons of information and knowledge that if only we still had, right? This is something, thank God, that was not... um, destroyed they may have converted them to all their stupid fucking religions but they were still able to get deep enough into the jungle to keep some of these this knowledge alive and this medicine i mean i just don't even know how to say thank you there are no words um that i could be so totally lost and unknowing and um be taken on this unbelievable journey in my studio in New York by just sitting. And that this cleansing could happen daily um, is a miracle and then not really because we just are disconnected from nature, we're disconnected from all of this. So it's available. You can return, you know. Humpty Dumpty can go back to sit on the wall, momentarily fell off the wall. (laughs) Um, You can be put back together. You just have to be willing to commit to go find yourself and bring yourself home. Okay, bye.